Thank you for listening to the Alliance Church Podcast. We desire to connect you with God and one another, whether here in Wisconsin or around the world. Let's listen into this week's message. Now, this is a cool Sunday. We have the privilege of having Pastor Michel and his wife Lois here. So Pastor Michel, I'd like to invite you up and Lois, come on up. Now, because we're a generous church, we're a globally engaged church. This is a cool thing to be a part of because people give, because people are so faithful and to go above and beyond in their tithes and offerings, we're able to be a church that's not just doing a good job here, but we're involved in what God's doing all around the world. And that's the kind of church I want to be a part of. And so we've got today a representation of that, uh, of, of our global engagement, Pastor Michelle and his wife Lois. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we have sister churches. We have one in Peru, one in Burkina Faso, and we also... Uh, partner with the church in France. And so Pastor Michel was up until very recently the president of the Alliance denomination in France. And he also pastors the church. So he's got a lot of jobs. And then Lois does all the real work. So she's got the hardest job. And um, uh, so we're fortunate to have them here today. Uh, I want to ask, I want to start off just by saying, who, who are you guys? How long you been married? How'd you meet? How many kids do you have? All right, all right. Let's start. Let's start with this one. Uh, where are you from? Okay, you, you notice. Notice. Listen to how. Sorry, sorry. Listen to how good Lois's accent is. Her English. Her, her her English accent is spot on. Listen to this. I'm from Mitchell, South Dakota. That's why. <laughs> and where where are you from, Pastor? I'm from Toulouse. Where is Toulouse? Southern France. South uh, Southern France. See. Si. And so he told me uh, earlier that that's why he has a southern accent. He's <laughs> from the south of France. How long have you guys been married? 41 years. Wow, 41 years. And how many kids you got? Five boys and a daughter. Five boys and a girl. And can you remember their ages off the top of your head? Let's ask dad this time. Age of... Uh, All of them. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> 40. 40? 39, 39, 36, uh, 34, okay. 33, oh my goodness, all the 30s, uh, 31. 31, and how many grandkids do you have then? 13. Wow, praise God. Yeah. How on earth did you guys meet? It's not very often you meet someone, a girl from South Dakota and a guy from France, and they get married. How did you meet? God called me to the mission field when I was 16. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and I got there when I was 20. And Michelle spoke to me in English, but I was in a Bible school. I wasn't supposed to speak English. <laughs> but I didn't know a word of French, so I was very happy. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And um, can you tell me now, this is really important. I've been wanting to ask you this. So you're French, you're American. What is the biggest difference you notice between the French and the Americans? I'm happy to say that Americans are more positive and French people are more pessimistic. <laughs> Is this true, Pastor? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was bright enough to marry somebody brighter, an American. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. So if you guys will stand right over here. Okay. 
<laughs> we've got a few words. You know, there's a lot of words in the, that we use in English that are actually French words. Okay. So I'm going to throw, let's, let's throw them out. Okay, this is, a, this is a word we all know, right? Pastor Michel, how do you say this word in French? Croissant. Uh, no, it's, it's croissant, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no. Croissant. Croissant. Okay. All right, the next word. How do you say this? Charcuterie. How do you guys say this? Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Ah, how, do you, how do you say it? Charcuterie. Can you guys try that? Let's try it one time. That's, okay. almost, that's almost there. Almost there. All right. Next one. This is a city that is just a little northeast of us. How do you say this, Pastor? De père. Is that how we pronounce it? <laughs> this is, do you know this is a French word? How, how, do, how do we say this, this city? De Pier. De uh, so, so next time you go back to France, you got to okay. say De Pier. De Pier. All, right. <laughs> All right, one last one. Now, this is a city just a little south of us. Fond du Lac. Is that how we say it? Fond du Lac. Okay. Can you, can you try to pronounce it the right way? Can you say? Fond du Lac. No, 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 no. Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. <laughs> this is a Quebec accent. <laughs> okay, come out here. All right, so what we're going to do, I, I just want, let's pray for them. Uh, I want to pray that God would bless them, bless their family, bless their ministry. And then Pastor Michel is going to open up the Bible and preach a message uh, this morning from the New Testament. And I want to ask, uh, I want us all to ask that God would help us open, open our hearts to receive the word that uh, Pastor Michel is going to bring us. So would you pray with me now, church? Uh, Lord, I just, I thank you so much. Uh, what a joy it is to be a part of a church that is involved overseas and that we would get to have a brother and sister in Christ, a pastor, a pastoral couple who has given so much of their life to serving you. We would get to have them all the way over here in Hortonville, Wisconsin. We ask your richest blessing upon Pastor Michelle and on Lois. Bless their children, bless their grandchildren, Lord. Would you anoint them, God? Would you use them? Would you bring them uh, everything they need uh, to serve you uh, fully, God? And I ask that as they continue to serve in pastoral ministry, that the seeds that they plant, the seeds of your word and the gospel would take root and bear fruit, God, that pe more people would know who Christ is and trust Christ for salvation. God, that one day we'd, we'd be in heaven and there'd be a whole bunch of French people there because of the way you've worked through this couple. And I pray that in Jesus' name. And I ask you, God, now that as Pastor Michel is gonna preach out of the Bible, would you open our hearts to receive your word in your wonderful and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, thank you. Thank you. I'll go get the... I'll go get the... Here. Uh, yeah. Here, this one. Okay. Bonjour. Bonjour. Ah, good accent. Bonjour. <laughs> so, um, je voudrais remercier le Seigneur avec mon épouse du chaleureux accueil qu'on a eu ici depuis qu'on est arrivé à Appleton. You guys understood all that? You good? Okay, I'll, trans I'll translate a little bit. Okay. What do you, what do you, want, what do you want him to say? What, or what do you want me to say to him? <laughs> say it slowly. No, I'm joking. Ah. He just says, I want to say, I want to say thank He's you for the warm welcome. I want to give thanks to God. All right. 
Pastor Michel, he speaks great English, but he feels more comfortable preaching French, so he asked, uh, asked if we'd translate this. Sorry, so. when I preach in English, it's like driving a car with a brake. <laughs> I don't know if you understand that. <laughs> anyway, je remercie le Seigneur donc pour le privilège du partenariat entre l'Église d'Appleton, votre Église en fait, et l'Église de France. I, uh, I just thank the Lord for the privilege to have this partnership between our church here and the church in, Fran in France. J'ai prié pendant des années que uh, nous puissions avoir un partenariat avec des églises aux États-Unis. I was praying for years that we'd actually be able to have a good partnership with a church in, in the U.S. Pas simplement uh, un mois, deux mois, une année, mais vraiment uh, quelque chose de long terme. Not, not just something like that lasts a month or two, but something long term. Ce matin, j'aimerais vous apporter une exhortation. Uh, this morning, I'd like to... Uh, uh, T'aimerais quoi? Apporter un... Une exhortation? Ah, this morning, I'd like to bring you an exhortation. D'être ce que Jésus veut que vous soyez. To be who Jesus wants you to be. Quand je fais mon service militaire, When I was doing my military service, et j'étais dans un moment de décision pour mon avenir, I was in a moment of decision for my future, de d'ouvrir un bureau comme architecte, to open a, an architecture office, ou de, de servir le Seigneur, or to serve the Lord, et j'ai lu sur euh, une table de l'armée du salut. And I uh, read on a, on a table, c'est un table de quoi? J'ai pas compris ça. Sur une table? Une table de... Dans un marché? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a table in a market and I read on that table. Les mots de William Booth, le fondateur de l'armée du salut. The words of William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army. Nous avons qu'une seule vie à vivre sur terre. Pour qui, pourquoi allons-nous la vivre? We only have one life on earth, and for whom and for what will you live it? Un des défis que j'ai trouvé dans ma vie, and uh, something I found in my life, c'est de comprendre ce que Jésus attend de moi. Is to understand what Jesus really asks of me. Dans la culture de nos églises, il y a des attentes d'être un chrétien de telle ou telle façon. In our in the culture of our churches, there's there's these expectations of how to be a Christian in this or that manner. Mais nous devons toujours regarder ce que Jésus dit lui qu'il attend de nous. But we got to look at what Jesus says he wants from us. Je suis en train d'écrire un livre sur ce que sont les marques du vrai disciple. I'm currently writing a book on what it truly means, the marks of a disciple. Le livre sera publié l'an prochain en France. The, the book will be uh, published soon in, in France. Pourquoi avoir choisi ce thème? And why did I choose this theme? Parce qu'on parle beaucoup de multiplication de disciples, de faire des disciples. Because we speak a lot of making disciples and multiplying disciples. Mais j'ai peu trouvé de livres, en tout cas en France, qui parlent de ce que c'est qu'un disciple selon l'enseignement de Jésus. Mais 
Alors j'ai pris le, dans l'ordre chronologique du temps de, de, des évangiles. So I took in chronological order uh, according to the gospels. Ce que Jésus dit au sujet d'être un disciple. What Jesus says on the subject of being a disciple. Par exemple, en Jean 8, il est écrit qu'un disciple demeure dans la parole de Dieu. For example, in, in John 8, it says that a disciple has to abide in the word of God. En Luc 14, aimer Jésus-Christ par-dessus tout. In Luke 14, it says you got to love Jesus above everything else. Renoncer à tout ce que l'on possède. You got to you got to re, uh, renounce everything you possess. Jean 13, s'aimer les uns les autres. In John 13, a disciple has to love one another. Jean 15, porter beaucoup de fruits. In uh, John 15, you've got to bear fruit. Et ce matin, on va lire chapitre 8 de l'évangile de Marc. And this morning, we're going to read Mark chapter 8. Qui donne dans ce passage trois marques du vrai disciple. And in this passage, it gives three more marks of a disciple. Renoncer à soi-même. Deny yourself. Prendre sa croix. Take up your cross. Et suivre Jésus-Christ. And follow Jesus Christ. En fait, comme on a peu de temps, In fact, since we don't have a ton of time, on va juste prendre une petite part du chapitre de mon livre concernant renoncer à soi-même. Uh, we're going to take just a little portion of one of the chapters of my book that talks about what it means to deny yourself. Lors de l'implantation de l'église d'Antioche, uh, uh, during the time of the, uh, when the church was being planted in Antioch, in the Vous book of Acts, vous savez que Barnabas qui appelait Paul de venir tellement l'église grandissait. Uh, You say, uh, tu peux répéter ça, oui. j'ai pas compris. Oh, Barnabas had called Paul to uh, uh, plant churches. Yeah. yeah, so Barnabas had called Paul to help him plant churches, and the, churches was, the church was just growing like crazy. Et c'est à ce moment-là que des non-chrétiens ont appelé les, les, les enfants de Dieu de l'Église And it was during that time that non-Christians started calling Christians Christians. Pourquoi? Parce que ils ressemblaient à Christ. Le mot chrétien dans le grec signifie comme Christ, petit Christ. And why did they do this? Is because they looked so much like Jesus. They resembled Jesus so much. In fact, the word Christian means like Christ or a little Christ. Les membres de l'église d'Antioche était tellement rempli de l'esprit de Jésus-Christ que les gens de l'extérieur ont dit oui, ils sont comme Christ, l'enseignement de Christ. So the 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 members of the church in Antioch were so full of the spirit of Christ that the people in the world around the church said oh, these people are like Christ. Et je me demande si les gens nous voient vivre de l'extérieur pourraient dire oui oui, ils sont comme Christ, des petits Christ. Si on a vraiment le témoignage de Jésus. And so I wonder, would the people around us say the same thing? Oh, they're like little Jesuses uh, when, they, when they see our lives. Parfois dans nos églises, From, uh, time, uh, sometimes in our churches, on fait une distinction entre chrétiens et disciples. We make a distinction between Christians and disciples. Uh, uh, voilà, c'est un chrétien, mais lui, c'est vraiment un disciple. We say things like, oh, yeah, they're Christians, but this guy's really a disciple. Mais ce n'est pas l'enseignement de Jésus. But that's not the teaching of Jesus. Jésus désire à ce qu'on soit des disciples qui le suivent. Jesus uh, uh, wants us to be uh, disciples who actually follow him. 
En fait, le mot chrétien se trouve que trois fois dans le Nouveau Testament. Et le mot disciple se trouve 276 fois. Le mot disciple vient d'un verbe grec. Qui signifie apprendre, étudier. Which signifies to learn and to study. Un disciple est quelqu'un qui est enseignable et qui est capable d'enseigner les autres. A disciple is someone who is teachable but also capable of, of teaching others. Ce matin, nous allons répondre à deux questions. This morning, we're going to try to answer two questions. Pourquoi le disciple devrait-il renoncer à lui-même? Why uh, should a disciple uh, deny, deny themselves? Et comment le disciple doit-il renoncer à lui-même? And how can a disciple Et deny themselves? Et je vous invite themselves? à lire le passage en Marc, chapitre 8, versets 34 à 38. So we're going to start by reading Mark, chapter 8, verses 34 through 38. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Pourquoi le disciple devrait-il renoncer à lui-même? Why should a disciple uh, deny themselves? La première raison, c'est qu'en fait, le croyant ne s'appartient plus à lui-même. The first reason is because the believer doesn't actually belong to themselves. La Bible dit en 1 Corinthiens, chapitre 6, versets 19 et 20, que notre corps est devenu le temple du Saint-Esprit. La Bible dit en 1 Corinthiens, chapitre 6, versets 19 et 20, que notre corps est le temple du Saint-Esprit. Ou ne savez-vous pas que votre corps est le temple du Saint-Esprit qui vous avez de Dieu Vous n'êtes pas votre propre. For you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. En fait, le croyant ne s'appartient plus à lui-même. In fact, in fact, so uh, Christians, we don't belong to ourselves anymore. Notre corps est devenu le temple du Saint Esprit. Our body has become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Notre esprit appartient à Christ qui nous a rachetés. And our spirit belongs to Jesus who redeemed us. En fait, Jésus Christ est, est venu au marché des esclaves nous racheter. It's like Jesus came into a slave market. To buy us out of that slave market. Nous étions esclaves du péché de nos passions. We were slaves to our sins, to our passions. Et Jésus nous a rachetés par son sang. And Jesus purchased us with his own blood. Et en retour de son amour, on, on est devenu esclave à notre tour de Jésus. And so the response to that, in return, we become his slaves. He, he buys us, we're not slaves anymore. Le mot serviteur que l'on voit souvent dans nos Bibles vient du mot grec qui en fait dit esclave. And the, the, even the word servant that's used so often in the New Testament is actually the word slave. Il est logique de donner sa vie à celui qui a donné sa vie pour nous. What it's logical. That we would give our lives for the one who gave his life for us. Et Paul nous donne une exhortation en Romains, chapitre 12, versets 1 et 2. And so Paul gives us this exhortation in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. He says, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, 
by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Dans les 11 premiers chapitres de l'Épître aux Romains, in the first 11 chapters of the Epistle to the Romans, Paul parle du plan de Dieu du salut pour l'humanité et pour Israël. Uh, Paul speaks of the plan of God for the salvation of his people and of Israel. Et il s'arrête au chapitre 12. And he stops at chapter 12. Parce qu'il est logique, après avoir vu le plan de Dieu, de se donner à Dieu. He stops, after, he stops at chapter 12 because it's logical. To have, after having heard the plan of God for salvation, to give yourself to God. Une façon de se consacrer à Dieu. One way to consecrate yourself to God. C'est donner ses mains à Dieu is to give your hands to God. Pour faire ce qu'il veut que l'on fasse. To do what God wants us to do with them. De donner ses yeux to, pour voir ce que Dieu veut que l'on voit. To give him our eyes so they can see what God wants us to see. De donner ses oreilles afin d'entendre ce que Jésus veut qu'on entende. To give, give him our ears to be able to hear what Jesus wants us to hear. De donner sa bouche pour parler que ce que Jésus veut que l'on dise. To give him our mouth so that we can say and speak what Jesus wants us to speak. De donner ses pieds pour aller là où Jésus veut qu'on aille. To give, him, to give him our feet so we can go where Jesus wants us to go. Bon, on pourrait développer plus ce, ce, ce verset, évidemment. Uh, we, could, we could develop these verses a little more, uh, obviously. Il est logique de se donner à Christ parce que lui s'est donné à nous. But it's just logical that we would give ourselves for Christ, to Christ, because he gave Et on himself for us. Plus. Uh, so we, we don't belong to ourselves. Et c'est contre notre nature, n'est-ce pas, qui est souvent indépendante. And it's, it's totally contrary to our nature, isn't it? That, that we, 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 we would be, because we're so independent. La deuxième raison de notre consécration à Dieu. And the second reason for our consecration to God. C'est que Jésus est Seigneur. Is because Jesus is Lord. Quelqu'un a dit on devrait donner à Jésus la place qu'il a dans l'univers. Someone once said that we need to give Jesus a place in our heart that he has in the universe. J'aime beaucoup le passage en Colossiens chapitre 1, 16 et 17. I love a certain passage out of Colossians chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. For by, and this is talking about Jesus. Every time it says him, this is Jesus. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Dans ce, dans ce passage, il est écrit que Jésus est le créateur parce qu'il est Dieu. In this passage, it's written that Jesus is the creator because he is God. Il est aussi le but de la création. He's also the goal of creation. Il est aussi celui qui soutient l'univers par sa puissance. And he's also the one who sustains the universe by his power. Savez-vous qu'à l'instant, vous êtes en train de bouger dans l'espace? Do you know right now that you're uh, currently flying through space? 50 mètres par seconde. Five meters per second. Hey, we don't use metric here. No. <laughs> Accrochez vos ceintures. Uh, buckle up, he says. <laughs> Mais si Jésus 
Et celui qui tient l'univers, ces milliards d'étoiles et ces milliards de galaxies. So if Jesus is the one who holds this universe with the millions of stars and countless galaxies, à combien plus forte raison on devrait lui donner la seigneurie dans nos vies. How much stronger of a reason is that then to give ourselves to him who holds all things? Peut-être vous connaissez la, la citation de Charles Spurgeon. Maybe you know the quote from Charles Spurgeon. Seigneur de tout ou pas seigneur du tout. He says, Lord of all or not Lord at all. L'autre raison est expliquée dans les versets 35 et 37. Que servirait-il à un homme de gagner tout le monde s'il venait à perdre son âme And then the other reason is given in that Mark chapter 8, verses uh, 36 and 37. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world if he loses his own soul? Dans le sud de la France, j'avais un ami très cher. Uh, uh, in the south of France, I had a friend that was real rich. Il a hérité de ses parents une immense fortune et usine. He, he this huge, uh, this et il roulait un Porsche. Il voulait un quoi? Un Porsche, une voiture. Oh, he, he had a Porsche. Et il avait une grosse BMW pour And la he famille. Had a big old BMW. Et il avait un gros bateau. And he had a big boat. Et on allait ensemble skier dans les montagnes. And we would go skiing in the mountains together. Et j'ai fait du ski nautique. And I, I did uh, cross-country skiing. Ski nautique, c'est pas le ski alpin? Skiing water. Oh, no, nautique, c'est... Okay, water skiing. <laughs> Mais tu as dit dans les montagnes, non, non, alors j'ai pensé alpin. que... Il y a ski alpin, ski nautique. Yeah, okay. And I, anyway. thought, I thought you said cross-country ski. Non, non, non. No. This is for Quebec. That's for Quebec. <laughs> And, pardon, uh, uh, je, je me souviens que, alors qu'il conduisait sa voiture de sport... And I, I, I remember when he was driving his sports car... Je lui parlais de Jésus-Christ. Et je lui disais que la plus grande richesse dans la vie, c'est le salut en Jésus-Christ. Mon ami est décédé à l'âge de 35 ans. Ses parents auraient donné toute leur fortune pour voir leur enfant guérir. His parents would have given up their entire fortune if, if, if this man could have been healed. Ils sont allés voir les plus grands docteurs à Paris. They went to see the, the, you know, the most important doctors in Paris. Mais c'était le temps de Dieu pour lui et il est mort. And, but it was the time that God had set for him and, and he died. Ce, cet ami and this, this, this friend était riche. He was rich. Il voulait devenir encore plus riche. And he, he, would have become, he wanted to become even more rich. Encore et encore plus riche. And richer and richer. Je ne sais pas ce qui s'est passé au dernier moment dans sa vie. I don't know what happened at any given moment in his life. Mais il est mort pauvre. But he died poor. Comment renoncer à, à soi-même? How do you deny yourself? Quelqu'un a dit, renoncer à soi-même, c'est dire adieu à son ego. Uh, someone said, once said that uh, to, to deny yourself is to say goodbye to your ego. Je ne sais pas vous, mais moi je n'ai pas la même verte. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a green thumb. J'ai très peu planté dans ma vie. I haven't planted very much in my life. Et la première fois où j'ai planté une, une graine, And, but the first time I planted a seed, j'étais tout enfant. 
I was just a little kid. Et quand ça a commencé à pousser, and when I started to grow, j'ai tiré dessus pour essayer de l'agrandir. <laughs> tu l'as tiré? Ouais, pour That's essayer de grandir. Oh, he pulled on it to see if it'd grow more. <laughs> ça a pas marché. Hein? And that didn't work. <laughs> en fait, j'ai compris que il faut que la semence qui est plantée dans la terre. What I uh, learned was that, that whatever was sown into the ground. Il faut que la semence décompose, meure. It, it has to decompose, it has to die. À travers la chaleur, l'humidité de la terre. Using the, the, the heat and the humidity of the earth. C'est le principe de la mort qui donne la vie. And, and it's, well, the principle is that the death actually brings life. Jésus est mort afin qu'on ait la vie. Jesus died so that we can have life. Et Dieu me demande de mourir à moi-même. And Jesus asks me to die to myself. Et j'ai pas envie. And I don't want to. C'est seulement la grâce qu'il fait dans ma vie it's, si je me donne à lui. It's truly by his grace uh, that we're able to do that. Mais si je meurs à moi-même. But if I die to myself. J'ai la vie de Christ. I have the life of Christ. Et plus je meurs, plus j'ai la vie. And the more I die, the more I live. Et je préfère mourir à moi-même et être rempli de Christ que d'être rempli de moi-même. And I could, I could continue to die my, to myself so that I can be full of Christ uh, and experience more life. Ma mort en Christ engendre la vie en Christ. The, my death in Christ gives birth to my life in Christ. J'aimerais vous donner une illustration. I'd like to give you an illustration. Vous avez certainement entendu parler de Hudson Taylor. Uh, you, you've probably heard of Hudson Taylor. Ce missionnaire anglais qui est parti en Chine. He was an English missionary to China. Et il priait sur la carte de la Chine pour que le Seigneur sauve et visite la Chine. And he was praying over a map of China that the Lord would save and visit China. Et il s'est préparé pour partir en mission. And he was getting ready to leave uh, to the mission field. Il était étudiant en médecine. He was a medical student. Il avait un logement à payer, il avait la nourriture à payer. He had to pay rent, he had to buy food. Mais il visitait des familles. But he was visiting families. Et un jour il a rencontré un couple. And one day he met a couple. Et le mari l'a supplié de qu'il puisse avoir de l'argent pour payer des médicaments pour sa femme qui était malade. And, and the husband was begging him to give him some money so that he could buy medicine for his wife who was sick. Or ce jour-là. Or ce quoi? Ce jour-là. Uh, from uh, that day. Il avait. Il lui restait seulement une pièce de monnaie qu'on appelle à l'époque en Angleterre. Le, le, la couronne, crown. Uh-huh. There, he, he had just like one little coin left that in English they called a crown. Et il l'avait au fond de la poche. And he had it down in his pocket. Et là, il a mis la main dans la poche, il tournait le, la pièce dans ses mains. And so he had his hand in his pocket and he, had, he was turning that coin in Et his pocket. Et il avait une bataille dans son cœur. And he was having a battle in his heart. Et il a dit, mais si je donne tout ce que j'ai, je n'aurai plus rien. And if I give everything I got, I won't have anything. Mais il a donné la pièce au monsieur. But he gave the coin to the, to the man. Vous savez, le peu que l'on donne. You, you know, the, the little that we give. Dieu peut faire un tout pour, le, pour sa gloire. God can do much with it for his glory. Il a multiplié les pains et les poissons. He multiplied the bread and the fish. Parce que Hudson Taylor, un jour, 
a donné tout ce qu'il possédait. Because Hudson Taylor that one day gave everything he had. Dieu lui a donné la Chine. God gave him China. Vous savez, le peu que l'on retient. You say the little, the little bit that we do keep. Dieu le voit. God sees it. Et parfois, nous empêchons Dieu d'agir dans nos vies parce que nous tenons quelque chose et pourtant c'est si petit en regard de l'éternité. Uh, and sometimes we actually kind of get in God's way of him acting because we, we hold on to that little bit. Un autre point, c'est que se consacrer à, à Jésus, c'est dépendre de Christ. And another point is, the, the, uh, another way to consecrate yourself uh, to Jesus is to depend on him. Il a dit, je suis le cep, vous êtes les sarments. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. On n'a pas le temps de développer le chapitre 15 uh, de, de Jean qui est magnifique. We don't have time to preach the whole uh, 15th chapter of John. Which Mais is... ce qu'on peut retenir, c'est que Jésus a dit, sans moi, vous ne pouvez rien faire. But what we can, what we, we need to remember is that in that chapter, Jesus said, without, without me, you can't, you can't do anything. Vous savez, au Québec, on boit beaucoup de café. You know, in, in Quebec, we drink a lot of coffee. C'est un peu comme ici, non? It's a little bit like here, right? Et en tant que pasteur, j'aurais pu boire du café toute la journée. And as a pastor, I could drink coffee all day. Mais je n'aime pas trop le café. But I don't even like coffee. <laughs> Et un jour, j'ai rencontré un homme qui était ouvert à l'évangile. And one day I met a guy who was open to the gospel. Alors je l'ai invité à boire un café chez moi. So I invited him to my house to have a coffee. Et il était content de mon invitation. And he was uh, happy with that invitation. Donc, il a frappé à la porte. So he knocked on the door. J'ai ouvert. He opened it. Et il avait une, avec lui une, une mallette. He had a little briefcase. Et quelqu'un d'autre avec lui. And there was another person with him. Il me dit, oh là là. So I said, oh là là. Qu'est-ce qu'il veut me vendre? What does this guy want to sell me? Il rentre à la maison. He comes in the house. On boit le café. We, take, we drink the caf, uh, il coffee. Il me dit, oh Michel, tu as tous ces enfants. He says, oh, Michelle, you have all these kids. Et tu as une toute petite voiture. And you got that little tiny car. T'aimerais pas avoir une plus grande voiture? Wouldn't you like a bigger car? I say, oui, oui. Yeah, sure, yeah. Et après, il me dit, oh là là, ta maison. He says, oh là là, you have a, your house. C'est une petite maison. It's a little house, isn't it? T'aimerais pas avoir une plus grande maison? Wouldn't you like to have a bigger house? Je dis, oui, oui. Oh, yeah. Puis il me dit, t'aimerais pas faire des voyages? Wouldn't you like to travel more? Ah, j'ai dit, oui, oui. Yeah, il yeah, me dit, t'aimerais pas avoir un bateau? Wouldn't you like to have a boat? J'ai dit, non, j'ai le mal de mer. He said, no, I get seasick. <laughs> Mais je me dis, où est-ce qu'il veut en venir? But I said, what is this guy trying to sell me? Et il a pris une feuille de papier. So he took a piece of paper. Il a fait un cercle. And he drew a circle on it. Au milieu, il a mis le sigle du dollar. And right in the middle, he drew a dollar sign. Il a divisé en partie comme des parts de, de tarte. And he divided that circle up like a pie. Me dit, regarde Michel. And he said, look Michel. Si tu avais plus d'argent, if you had more money, tu pourrais avoir une plus grande maison. You could have a bigger house. Tu pourrais avoir une plus grande voiture. You could, you could have a bigger car. Etc. And so on and so forth. Et me dit, tu pourrais être heureux. And he said, you could be happy. J'ai dit, tu sais, I said, you know, je suis déjà heureux. I'm already happy. Regarde ma femme. Look at my wife. Je l'aime elle-même. She, she loves me, I love her. Regarde ces magnifiques enfants. Look at these magnificent children. Aussi intelligents. They're, 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 they're intelligent. Que leur maman. 
as their, as, just like their mom. <laughs> nous sommes heureux, nous sommes une famille heureuse. We're happy, we're a happy family. Finalement, il m'a donné son secret. Finally, he gave him the secret. Il m'a dit, pour t'enrichir. He said, uh, il m'a dit quoi? Pour t'enrichir, pour, pour devenir riche. Oh, to become richer. Tu dois devenir un vendeur. You got to become a salesman. D'Amway. Of Amway. Vous connaissez Amway? Do you guys know Amway? Alors j'en ai profité ce ma- à ce moment-là. So I, uh, I, I seized the moment. De lui prêcher one way. To preach one way. Instead of Amway. Instead of Amway. <laughs> Vous savez, euh, notre vie doit être un jour évaluée. Do you, know, do you know that our life will one day be evaluated? Et je vous propose de faire le même exercice, de faire un cercle. And I, uh, I, I encourage you to do the same, the same exercise with the circle. De mettre Jésus au centre. But put Jesus in the center. Et d'être le disciple que Jésus veut que vous soyez. And be the disciple that Jesus wants you to be. Est-ce que je suis soumis au Seigneur? Am I submitted to the Lord? La façon dont j'utilise mon argent. In the way that I use my money. Mon temps. My time. La façon dont je me comporte avec mon conjoint. The, the way I interact with my spouse. Avec mes enfants. With my, with my children. Ma relation avec l'église. My, my relationship with the church. Ma relation avec mes voisins. Uh, my relationship with my neighbors. Vous avez compris l'exercice. You guys, you guys get the exercise. William Booth a dit. William Booth said. Nous n'avons qu'une seule vie à vivre sur terre. We have but one life to live on earth. Pour qui, pourquoi allons-nous vivre? And for whom and for what are we going to live? J'aimerais terminer en vous donnant une expérience personnelle. I'd like to end by giving you uh, sharing an experience, pers- a personal experience. Je pense que jeune, j'étais assez ambitieux. Je voulais vraiment réussir. <laughs> tu penses que qui était ambitieux? Moi. C'était toi qui oh, étais ambitieux. Ah, d'accord. He thinks uh, I, I, I was pretty uh, ambitious. Mais un jour, le Seigneur m'a comme donné son image à la croix. But one day, the Lord gave him an image of Jesus on the cross. Une image spirituelle, je m'entends. It's like an imi- a spiritual image, kind of like a vision. Et c'est comme si Jésus me disait. And it was like Jesus was saying to me. Regarde mes clous dans mes mains. Look at my hands. Look at the nails in my hands. Regarde les clous dans mes pieds. Look at the nails in my feet. Regarde cette couronne sur la tête. Look at this crown of thorns on my head. J'ai fait tout ça pour toi. I did all this for you. Et toi. And you. Que feras-tu pour moi? What are you going to do for me? C'est la même question pour chacun de nous. It's the same question for all of us. Quelle place Jésus-Christ a dans nos cœurs. What place does Jesus have in your life, in your heart? Yeah, let's pray. Uh, Lord, it's a simple message, but it's a deep message. It's a hard message, but it's a sweet message. Lord, we, we realize now, we hear, we've heard clearly that if we hold on to our own life and refuse to surrender it to you, we actually lose it. And the only way to actually have life is to give our life to you. 
And Jesus, you gave your life for us. You are so worthy of our life and a thousand more lives. Jesus, you are worthy of everything. Would you help us to be disciples who don't hold back, Lord? Would you help us to be disciples who give you ourselves entirely? We pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brandon.